Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. immediately because this is Deadly Cast and we are going to be talking about the latest episode The Clampdown. I'm Alex. Oi! We're going to a series of Clampdown. That means you put away your twos, you get into your bay ropes, and you don't do nothing. I'm Justin. <laughs> I'm Pete. And you are, as mentioned, listening to Deadly Cast, a Deadly Class podcast. Uh, now, I just want to mention, because you've been off the past couple of weeks, Justin. Yes. Uh, Pete's been doing your voice. No. Yeah. <laughs> what? For real. No. Impersonating me. Yeah. No, no. You would, you would come in and just do the intro and then leave. Have you? Not That wasn't possible. clear to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that would how be a it weird choice. That'd be a weird way to spend my time. Well, uh, you're a busy guy. Did you... Uh, let me... From an acting choice, uh, acting perspective... <laughs> How did you take on my role? <laughs> uh, I would just punch myself in the nuts a bunch of times uh-huh. uh, to get okay. that high-pitched, squealy voice. That's not how it I sound. super annoying. And then uh, uh, just was like, oh, I'm a douche. And then we'd start talking. Uh, just like Sir Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I saw him in Henry VIII, and he said, oh, I'm a douche. And yeah, then went right on. Exactly. Well, that's Shakespeare wrote that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's in the original. Uh, the first folio. Canto. Nope. You're nope. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's jump in and talk about a deadly class, because lots of things are leading up to this episode. Lots of things come to light here. Uh, now, there's... There's a school called King's Dominion that is a school for teen assassins. It's run by a guy named Master Lin. Something we found out very recently is even though Master Lin is a total hard ass, he actually has a secret family behind the scenes that he hasn't told anybody about. Uh, His sister, Madame Gao, who is the above him in whatever organization runs King's Dominion. We don't know a lot about them yet. Uh, found out about his family last episode. That means bad news for Master Lin going forward. Also bad news for Master Lin is um, what's been going on with Maria. Now, Maria's been going through some hard times. Back in Vegas, she was forced to kill her boyfriend, Chico, when Chico was threatening her new love, Marcus, who we'll get back to in a second. Um, Maria, because of that, ended up under the thumb of Chico's father, who has essentially invaded King's Dominion and is trying to find out who actually killed Chico, uh, and Maria was forced to kill Saya's brother, I want to say, or yes. a fellow gang member. Uh, uh, I think it was her fellow gang member. Let's say fellow gang member, because he was a guy that uh, had called out a hit on Saya, which also plays into this episode a little bit. Uh, Saya is another member of the class. Saya killed her cousin, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and that's the family person okay. member that died. Uh, and 
and so Berea killed him uh, last episode. Uh, a lot of secrets and lies going on. Meanwhile, Marcus is harboring a little bit of a secret, which he told Saya about, I believe, uh, that there is a guy named Fuckface who killed 16 people in the orphanage that they were both in. Marcus destroyed his face and now fuckface found out about chico and is coming after them all and has given them a deadline or he is going to let everybody know that maria killed chico and they're all going to die Hmm. Uh, let's see what else is going on. There's a girl named Petra who is one of the rats, which oh, is the man. non-legacy people. Uh, and uh, Billy, who has a green mohawk, kind of likes her a little bit. There's somebody else who likes her that we'll find out about later in this episode. Oh yeah, bow bow bow. And then there's I'm Willie. Sure there's Willie who is you know trying to be a better person with his right. new budding relationship. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Then sort of plays into this episode, I guess, a little bit. Uh, what? It's there. Yeah. It happens. It's in the lightly. Background. Sure. Anyway, basically, what happens this episode is that a big fight breaks out. And everybody gets thrown in lockdown into the room. So we get a little bit of a bottle episode, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, but meanwhile, over the course of the episode, a couple of things happen. Uh, one, Petra proposes a threesome, which we'll probably, I'm sure, come back and talk about in a moment. Uh, while Marcus gets tortured by Master Lin, shown old movies of his parents, yeah. and eventually admits everything that's going on. Master Lin gets to the bottom of what happened to Chico, reveals to Chico's dad that it wasn't an overarching master plan by any sort of gang to start a war, but that kind of doesn't matter. Uh, and what else? Um, Saya and Maria kind of hash out their shit a little bit, but a not little totally. Bit. Well, they real. almost fly off the rails for right. a good portion. Also, Maria was kind of like admitted that she was bipolar and having problems with that. And now in this episode, that's not an issue yet. Even a little sure, bit. sure. And then by the end of the episode, though, everybody is back together and Marcus tells them exactly what's going on with Fuckface and that they're running out of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in between that, though, there's a lot of character work going on, a lot of discussions. This episode is mostly about mixing up the characters in different ways, making them interact with each other so that we can learn a little bit more about everybody. What did you guys think about this episode? This was fun. I've been loving how this show, um, first off, we've talked about this a little bit, seamlessly moved from moves from like assassination attempt, like high stakes murder. Oh my god, there's so much death everywhere. To like just Road classic trip. John Hughes uh, teen uh, teens dealing with issues. And uh, yeah. granted, high stakes version of that. And we have the great uh, threesome series sequence in here with uh, Lex, Billy, and Petra. And she's like, okay, I know you guys both like me. But if you, I know you guys both like me, but if you want to get with me, it's going to have to be as a group. Right. I am glad this ended up the way that it did. I I feel like I didn't need to see a threesome or anything like that. What? You didn't need to? I didn't no, need so to see a threesome. one of them was like a furry, you'd be really into it. But if it's like humans, you it don't want to It felt like the way that it ended up, it was Petra finding her own power and just leaving well, the situation. Yes. But that, she to me, did was the that. strongest beat. Yeah, but t- she did that early. Like, if you saw that those two were fighting, and she was like, the only way to stop this, because they kept fighting over her, which right. she was proposed this thing just to buy time. It was a really smart move on but her But she role. started the whole thing. Right. So was she? So it, it she had like power, it, she had power the whole time. The whole time. I, yeah, I, no, I know. But it felt like a male fantasy thing up until uh, she left. Yeah. Right. Except, the, I mean, she was trying to like, and maybe it was all her plan to be like, these two dudes like me. How can I get them to like cool down? Yeah. And it was like, 
ask them to do something, a threesome that they're not equipped to yeah. handle. Yeah. Now, if I remember correctly, and I'm sure somebody will correct me if I, I am wrong, but in the comic, they do actually have a threesome. Yeah. And I mean, they sort of ha- they start it. Yeah. When but does a threesome start? When does a threesome start? Uh, when like the threesomes you've been doing? Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. What do they start? You mean when I have uh, one ice cream bar and a package of licorice, and I go back and forth between them? Yeah. Honestly, that's more disgusting. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about? Then hooking up probably with starts as soon as Alvin takes his pants off. That's yeah, when it starts. Wait, what? With the ice cream with the licorice? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Oh, we're on to something here. This is a real. <laughs> Alex is sweating. You're busted. <laughs> oh, uh, God. I think. I mean, they uh, they have the beginnings of a threesome. Yes. Yeah. And then it gets interrupted. Yeah, yeah. Right. Do you th- you say that counts as a threesome then? Um, I bet they will. I bet the boys will tell people they had a threesome in sure. their lives. But I don't know. I think I you got so. to follow it through. Was you got to follow it through until completion. Oh, man. You do? Yeah. Oh, that's how all sex is? <laughs> <laughs> if you have, if you stop halfway what are we through a threesome, about? it's not a threesome, right? I think when a threesome starts, you're in get, a threesome. They, they didn't even get halfway. They got like 1%. Wow. How far do your threesomes go? <laughs> oh, my God. At least 10%. Yeah. <laughs> at least 10%. <laughs> what is 100% then for you? How far down the threesome <laughs> pipe are you, talking about? are you going? 100% is getting all the way through, like just powered through it. <laughs> oh, my God. What is happening? Uh, I feel like I'm talking about sex with my grandfather. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I thought that was good. Like clearly Petra has a f- interest in spiky haired men because those, that's who, uh, Lex and Billy No, but I, this is what I'm saying is I don't think she has an interest in either of them necessarily. It's just, she happened to be locked in the room with them. Yes, yes exactly. She was playing them the whole time. Right. But she is at least. Cause they wouldn't shut up or come down. So but they like, like her. Yes, that was uh, super clear. Yes. Um, and I think she's, and maybe she doesn't love that or like that, but she's at least playing with it. She's yeah. interested in that power dynamic. Yeah. Sure. So there you go. I yeah. guess. So let's move the fuck on. Please. You know what I could do? We didn't even get to your... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah we, don't want, we don't need to do that. Can we get this threesome to completion? <laughs> oh, my God. Please. <laughs> oh, man. I, I've been completed for a long time. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah, so uh, the Marcus stuff in this... I mean, Marcus is just always under horrible stress at yeah. all times. Yeah. And in this, he's... what I like. What, the other thing I loved about this episode is the, the um, love triangle, which is a, sort of another threesome in a lot of ways. <laughs> Uh, between Marcus, <laughs> Maria, Maria, and Saya, yeah. um, is played out here in the most violent way possible. Mm-hmm. And it's really like, and Marcus is trapped uh, where he, away from the two of them, and he can't get in there and try to stop them from murdering each other, which I thought was a fun dynamic. And then he gets, he pays sort of the bigger price uh, when he gets caught by uh, the headmaster. Now, what, what I'm wondering about in terms of his confession to Master Lin is we've been told very clearly that any student kills another student in the King's Dominion, and that's it. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. dead. We find out this episode, like, he tells Master Lin that, but there doesn't seem to be any repercussions. Why do you think that is? Uh, I think maybe, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's a school for assassins where murder happens all the time, so I feel like there may be some fudging uh, just in, in sure. the whole book. So Master Lin's the most laid back of all the kind of rulers well, of the school. I, we've seen... I think a really interesting evolution of Master Lin over the mm-hmm. 
course of these first couple of episodes where he's the hard-ass headmaster. Then he's revealed to have a family. That's something he wants to protect. He clearly cares about Marcus and cares about yeah. these kids. And in his scene with Chico's dad towards the end, he was clearly terrified. He was yeah. scared. Yeah. Like, that. that is... Part of that, I think, is making out Chico's dad to be the bigger badass. But also, that's just a weird thing to see. Like, we've, we came into the series with Master Lin is in power of everything. Mm-hmm. And slowly, we've learned there's all these other people above him. How do you feel about that dynamic? Uh, I think it's it's interesting because you know if to put this on Harry Potter, like you think he's uh, you think he's the Dumbledore, and then you find out there's like way more. Right. Uh, there's the like Ministry four of other, Magic. Yeah, exactly. He's above him, um, so that's cool. I also think though that like Chico was eventually going to be a threat to the school. Right. He's a bad dude, and he was sort of outside of any of the rules and was just doing whatever the fuck he wanted. Yep. So I think it is a little bit of a relief to Master Lin that like okay, well that problem kid is now not going to be a problem for me anymore. Now he's dealing with the repercussions with the dad. Right. Yeah. What else did you like, Pete? What jumped out at you? Well, it was kind of a, it was funny that, uh, you know, we had Marcus in the room with the two Nazis and then we got the note underneath the door and, uh, you know, uh, the Nazi dude, uh, Drago ate it, which was kind of like a fun kind of like thing a kid would do that was like, come on, man, what was on the note? So that was, uh, I, I really liked how they kind of broke up the teams. It was kind of an interesting mac- matchup. And then Maria was in there with Juan uh, uh, and Dixie, and, like, they were speaking Spanish, which was, which was very cool. Yeah, that was uh, funny. Yeah, and it was, it was just kind of, like, an interesting, fun dynamic. Uh, and then it was great to see Marcus kind of fight, for, you know, to try to get out, even though he knew he shouldn't have. And that, like, student film that uh, Master Lin showed him was really fucked up. <laughs> it, was a whole, it was a whole movie. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't his parents. Like, no, you, you could tell, like, that's how all student films start off, like, nice, and then it takes a weird turn where it's just <laughs> a bunch of dead bodies in orange lighting. Now, something that we played a little bit with in both of the last two episodes is the idea of what Marcus actually wants. Yeah. yeah. Do you think at this point that Marcus still is the same person from the first episode where he blames Ronald Reagan, he wants to kill Ronald Reagan, or has he changed enough at this point? No, I mean, he talks about on the roof that, like, this is his family now, and he's willing to fight. I think he's come a long way. Like, that rooftop speech was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I think he's changed a lot, and also he's just in so much deeper now. He's like... Just kicking as hard as he can, just keep his head above water when it comes to all these new relationships, to keep his friend group together and alive, both internally and to deal with all these external factors that he has. Uh, I, but what do you just think he confessed to Master Lin? Yeah, which, that, was that was surprising. Yeah, that's not cool. That's the one right. thing. But he the needed other. to do something because Master Lin was like, drew the line in the sand. It was like, I've stuck my neck out for you. I've done so many things for you. And I was very proud of Marcus that he did give him something because Master Lin was being honest and opening up to Marcus, and I thought that was really cool of him to do that. Is Marcus, are Marcus and all the kids in the, our little group in the Rats, are they good? Are they good guys? Yeah. All uh, of them? I think they are no. by, no? Not all of them. 
Well, they're not. I don't think Greek Chico was a good guy. No, Chico. Yeah, he's bad. Sure, but I think the rats are the good guys because those are the people who are identifying. I don't think so that one spiky-haired guy, Lex. Is, yeah, I don't like Lex. Him. You don't like him. Well, we guy. got to see his uh, animated flashback. Right. Uh, oh, that was big. Which was cool. Yeah. So that was seems fucked up. Right. Yeah. And we got to see up. a softer side. He lo- admits to liking Petra. Yeah. yeah, finally. He treated her like shit, though. I'm not ready to right. forgive that fucking but asshole. But you do that sometimes. You pull the pigtails a little bit. You know what, what I'm talking about? What the fuck? Who are you all of a sudden? Hey. Hey, this is what? threesome, Alex. Yeah, uh, I don't like this guy. I, uh, well, that, that, I think this, all these characters are having so been, been so damaged by their past that they, yeah. I feel like if they're not all good, they're all at least were good, but they've been damaged. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's what we're learning, right? Like, yeah. they're not, they're killers, but they're not, I don't know, I'm trying to think out of evil. Uh, sure. I, I was going to say they're killers, but they're not murderers. Like, oh, for weird. the most part. Like, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know there if there's is a difference. that separate, what? I don't know if there's a difference. Well, I think there is a line there, right? It's like between what's that guy, that Marvel Comics character that goes out and murders people all the time? Oh, you're talking about the Punisher, one of the greatest yes, characters of all the time. Or Wolverine. Right. Yeah. The Which excuse are... for both of those characters is that they're not serial murderers, right? Like, or at least they're not supposed to be. They're supposed to be lines that they won't cross. And I think it's the same thing with the rats and the characters that we're following here, where they have a code. They have things that they care about. And that's interesting because they, as young people, they didn't know where the lines were or are and because of the, their background, but the school gives them those lines. Right. Mm-hmm. And gives them the structure to be like, don't kill each other. Um, here are people that you can kill. <laughs> like, yeah, bad it's people. like it's uh, that's what school is all about. Well, now, yeah. let me ask you: there was stay the, in school, kids. Stay there in murder was school. The fun tension of like, okay, we're going to release the door so you guys can eat, get something to eat, and kind of like uh, Saya and Maria were kind of weapon weaponing up a little bit. I was very excited and nervous about how that was going to unfold. Well, I thought I'll that was very exciting. You got to see how it unfolded by the end of the episode. How'd you, you guys, feel? How'd you feel then? I thought I thought it was handled well. Yeah. I was worried about you know someone getting hurt, but I was happy with it. Uh, do you? How do you feel about the Maria Marcus relationship? I hope that Marcus is smart enough to realize he's not supposed to be with Maria. He's supposed to be with Saya. Interesting, Alex. Uh, I hope he realizes how good he has it with Maria and pushes Saya to the side. What the wow. fuck? Are you serious? Saya to the side. Saya to the no. side. No. You got to push Saya to the no. side. No, I agree. Maria. Wait, you're both Team Maria? I'm shipping Maria Cuss. Maria Cuss? Are you guys serious? Maria Cuss. Uh, you're, you're shipping Psychus? Uh, I don't know. Psychus? Psychus? I don't think Psychus? that's what it is, but. Marcus and Saya are clearly the best choice. Now, I will say there's a, a dude. Actually, I don't know if it's 100% definitely a dude, but uh, somebody's been leaving comments on our website saying they ship uh, Willie and Marcus, I believe. Mm. Uh, do you ship Willie and Marcus? Will Arcus? Not, not particularly, but Ma- I mean, Marley? Marley and me? That's cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I've shipped them. You ship Marley and me? Uh, Owen Wilson and that dog <laughs> forever. Dog died, right? Nah, oh, don't man. spoil that movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm saving that for when I'm 60. Oh, oh wow. man. Um, Double feature with a dog's purpose. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Got to be the same movie. Um, I, let me bring up Willie's character. What's up with that? I with feel Willie? like with Willie, he's sort of, he's just, 
He's on the outside from the very beginning of the show. He's been on the outside because he's a pacifist. Right. Uh, but he's in this murder school. And then every episode, he sort of outs that keeps him outside and it continues to keep him outside. They haven't figured out what to do with him on the show yet yeah. at all. It's I a, think. Uh, Billy and Willie, But I think frankly, this is his way in. This is his redemption. What? He, no, once no, no. he gets I mean, like one real relationship I, going, he'll know a little bit better. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying plot-wise. I'm saying literally the writers cannot figure out what to do with it at this point. I yeah. think Willie and You're Billy... You're going to blame the writer's room on this character? Wow. Yes. That's bold. Willie and Billy... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come and find me, writer's room. Come and find me. Oh, my God. Willie and Billy uh, hold the same spot. They are both Marcus's best friend. Yeah. Like not, they're, they're, you can have more than one best friend. No, you can't. No yes, way. That's can. why I always change. Sometimes it's you, Pete, and sometimes it's Alex. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's right. Love those Never weeks. Never both Love of you. Love those weeks, buddy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We got a big one coming up. <laughs> oh, that's going to be me. fun. Fuck you, Pete. Yeah. It's going to be my week. You, I know Great. you guys are friends now, but I can't wait. Yeah. All right. Best friends. Willie <laughs> <laughs> and Billy have, have the same spot in Marcus's life right now. You only need one of them. One of them is going to die. No, and that's it's going dumb. To be, you can have uh, different spots for different people. Willie is going to die. What? No. Yes. You said Willie? Willie. Uh, yeah. Not Billy. Billy. No, you think Billy's going to die? I think you guys are confusing. Um, well, I think from a storytelling perspective, we've seen a lot of Billy, and we've yes. seen not a lot of Willie. Right. So it would make sense Billy would die. Or you get rid of Willie because they're not doing anything. Oh, that's sad for a whole character to be like, hi, I'm sort of here. Willie is basically, he's like that slice of pizza in the back of the fridge that you're like, oh, am I hungry for pizza right now? Maybe maybe later. And then a week later, you're like, oh, man. Pizza in the back of the fridge? Yeah, we don't have insulation on the back of the fridge, so we just pack it with pizza. (laughs) Oh, my God. Dude, I, you got my point. Yeah. I can't believe you, you disrespect pizza like that and push it to the back. Pizza you, demands the front of the my fridge. My entire yeah. fridge is nothing but pizza. What, it's just entirely it's built pizza. out of pizza. So it's, it's not pizza in the back. Uh, yeah. I like that Pete keeps his pizza just like hang on a string hanging down in front of the fridge. So it's like, <laughs> don't forget about me. Eat me right now. Yeah. Well, he actually, the other end of the string is tied to his pinky finger. Yeah, so he doesn't don't forget, forget about, about, about me, pizza. Um <laughs> <laughs> I do think there's something very interesting about a character at a murder school that is a pacifist, but uh, we have to see that play into the right. story. Well, yeah, uh, he's still got to grow as a person before we really grow start toward here. murder. No, grow, grow toward, as a human. Oh, grow um, towards dying. Jesus Christ, you're an asshole. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to talk about with this episode? Well, what would we think of the end? Uh, this, I love this show does a good job of really setting up what's going to happen in the next episode as a cliffhanger in this episode. Yeah, I was all right with this cliffhanger. Interesting. He was like, we're running out of time. And I was like, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> this season, he did but, say this season's almost over. No, this first season of our television show. episodes left. Yeah. I did like how he was uh, talking about them as a family. I thought that was very touching. Sure, it was a fine speech. Uh, I I don't know. I, I got to say, I was okay with this episode overall. Okay. Uh, it was um, not my favorite. It was a good Master Lin episode. It was also nice to see him and Diablo interact and to see that he is scared of things. So yes. Not just his sister. I love Benedict Wong. He's, he's great. great. Yeah, he's he great, great in the episode. Yeah. All right, before we go, everybody's favorite part of the podcast, <laughs> superlatives. It is yes. time for some superlatives. We're very good at it. We really like doing it. Let's do some superlatives, starting with Jason. What? <laughs> Jason? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What Whoa, you that, guys aren't best friends anymore. Our friend, best friend week is off. Wow. 
<laughs> way who off. The fuck is Jason? That was crazy because I thought it was a. I was like, is that what a weird? Is it a joke? Is yeah. weird? Oh but truly, God. you said it, and we're like, <laughs> you did. You thought that's correct, and only until we reacted were you like, that's definitely the wrong name. Oh. <laughs> and let me ask you, what Jason is in your mind? Yeah. I don't know. I think <laughs> last week it, I accidentally called Pete Bill. <laughs> wow, that's fucked up. Something's uh, going on with my brain, guys. Senior, like, so superlatives, as we were talking about before we got derailed by a, the end of a friendship. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, the uh, lifelong glue huffer. I'm so sorry. Go, no, it's fine. Lifelong glue huffer goes out to Lex. Because, yeah. man, that dude went right to the. He was, he was like, I'm alone in this room. Give me some huff. Give me some huff going. Yeah. It was adorable little uh, purse that he was huffing out of, too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Those clear change purses or whatever. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, I would say uh, most likely to be a Nazi is Dixie. Yeah. I think she already is. Oh, okay. <laughs> like a full... I'm good at this game. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a game. Uh, Alex? <laughs> Alex, have you recovered yet? Have you uh, gotten no. control over your brain and no. mouth? Uh, your eyes, no, are, no, no, your no. eyes are fully crossed. Oh, yes. man. Uh, most likely to clearly die any second here is me, I guess. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. You're sort of the willy of this podcast. Yes, 100%. Uh, most likely to die, willy. I've got to throw that out there. <laughs> really? Yes. That's quite a confident and horrible superlative. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, willy. Sorry, writer's room. I apologize. And sorry to you guys, unless you support our podcast at patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Please come on by. I'll definitely call you the wrong name. Yep. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live and me at Jason Comic Book Club. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast. Many more, and we'll see you after class. Oi! <laughs> <laughs>